You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we are going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Kamalina Vicino, and today we have Jason Cook in the studio with us. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Carmelina. Yes, today we have another Connecting the Dots, and I believe you are presenting today. Yes, I'm on the other side of the room today. Yes, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm less comfortable in this position, but I'll do my best. I'm sure I'll be fine. It's great to have you presenting with us today, Jason. Um, and I believe before the show we were having a little bit of a chat. Um, you've been doing Tassie Encounters for about a year and a half now, mm. but you've actually worked for a radio before nearly... 35 years ago? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting story. I, I don't think I've shared this uh, on air before, but when I was 17, I was trying to work out what I wanted to do with my life, and uh, I had an opportunity to volunteer for a new Christian radio station who were just um, preparing to come on air. Mm. Uh, this was in the northwest of Tasmania, and I was very fortunate to work with an engineer there. The idea was that I was going to learn lots of technical things. I had interested, uh, a strong interest in um, electronics and things like that. Mm. So I worked with the engineer, and uh, through that year of volunteering, I was, I was volunteering three days a week there, um, I ended up doing all sorts of things and got into a bit of the production um, into producing jingles even. Mm. I even wrote some music for jingles. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was fun. And uh, also ended up um, doing programs on air as well. So I, I had a really interesting year of uh, doing all sorts of stuff to do with radio. And uh, then at the end of that year, I was asked to go and fill in for a couple of weeks down in Launceston on another Christian radio station that was on air. So that was a very scary experience at the age of 18. I just turned 18 and... Uh, <laughs> I had a couple of weeks where I had to go in at like 5am, switch on the transmitters, power everything up and then run the uh, program on my own because I didn't have uh, a person sitting next to me like I do today. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty scary to uh, do that at, I guess, that young age and, mm. and run the program for a few hours in the morning before uh, the next person came on. So that was my experience in radio. And then I went on to uni and uh, I ended up studying electronic and communications engineering. And what's amazing is that uh, 35 years later, um, I've ended back um, on radio. air doing radio and also doing the technical stuff as well. So I help out in looking after the radio transmitters and uh, putting new ones in and all that sort of stuff. So really fascinating. I, I find that, you know, God... Um, I guess was in a way preparing me ahead of time for what's going on now. So yeah, he was saying, um, "This is where you're meant to be. Come back to this job." Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm perhaps, not. Perhaps. I'm not sure. I, I hope I didn't spend thirty years wandering in the wilderness, but uh, you know, maybe that's what I needed to do. I'm not sure. Oh well, you know, it's always cool to have a look back at um, you know, the things we've done and look at where we are now. So. I'm sure Faith FM is very blessed to have you as a host again, or have a host now. Um, what was the name of the station that you worked for? Um, that's a really good question. Oh. I think it was called 
Coast FM. It's okay. it's still the the station is still running in Wynyard, mm. and uh, it's yeah it still operates out of the same building that I worked in. So, oh wow! Yeah. Well, there you if go. anyone from Wynyard's <coughs> listening, there you go. There you go. Well, it's always great to have you on presenting. Um, we just have a bit of a review from last episode, which was with Tamika Spalding called "When to Listen." Now, the question that we had was, "Have you ever had?" A time you felt God has spoken to you in some way. Please share with us your story. Now, we didn't have time to get to this last week, but Margie actually texted in. Thank you, Margie. And we're just going to address it now. She says, Morning, guys. Nice to hear both of you on the show. I agree, with, I agree with you, Jason. I'm sure God and the Holy Spirit have been my conscience throughout my life. I've always had great respect for our Lord, and the guidance has been there, teaching me along the walk of life that God is real and deserves my love. Of course, studying with the Adventists has broadened my knowledge and taught me how to love Jesus. Now I know he is my all in all. Come soon, dear Jesus, dear Lord Jesus. Wow, thank you, Margie. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us. And it, today is a live program, so we do look forward to listening to what you guys have to say um, about what we're going to do today. And, of course, you can find our previous programs on the Faith FM app and the Faith FM website. Be sure to check out our previous series and our previous episodes. Um, you will be blessed by checking those. So, getting started onto the program, what do you have for us today on Connecting the Dots, Jason? Well, I wanted to start with a, a bit of a story, but um, the title of today's program is What is Faith? And it, it sounds like a very simple question. You know, this is Faith FM. Mm. And I thought it might be interesting to have a discussion about, well, what really is faith? Mm. And, uh, yeah, I... I uh, would like to start off with a story this morning, which I think is a is a great illustration of faith. Mm. There's a man by the name of Charles Blondin, and I think this was in the late 1800s or around about 1859, in fact. And he was uh, a fascinating man who loved to do tricky things, such as uh, walking across a tightrope. Well, and uh, he he wanted to walk across the Niagara, Niagara Falls, and um, I don't know that I would like to do this. To be honest, I mm. I don't mind heights if I feel safe, but if I was simply standing on a uh, a tightrope, I don't think I could do anything like this. So, <laughs> so uh, 160 feet above the falls, several times the, he he got a uh, a tightrope. Uh, I guess they use a metal. Um, mm. A metal, what do you call it? Cable, I guess. Um, What do you call that? A metal metal cable. cable. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) Big strong metal cable strung across between each side from the United States to Canada. Mm. And he walked across this um, a few times, backwards and forwards. Uh, Mm. Apparently, he even walked across it in a sack. Now, I don't know how you do that, but apparently, he walked across in a sack. Uh, He walked across on stilts. Oh, he walked across or he rode across on a bicycle and apparently he even carried a stove and cooked an omelette in the middle whilst uh, on the cable over the uh, Niagara Falls. Strange wow. man. Strange man. <laughs> really strutting that he can do this. <laughs> yeah. So um, on July 15, he walked backwards across the tightrope mm. to Canada and returned pushing a wheelbarrow. 
And it's interesting, this idea of the wheelbarrow, because he wanted to get a volunteer mm. to um, to get in the wheelbarrow. But just before I go there, he also walked across uh, this tightrope um, blindfolded. Oh, in wow. fact, he walked across pushing the wheelbarrow blindfolded. <sighs> and uh, what he wanted to do was get somebody to volunteer to get in the wheelbarrow while he um, while he walked across. Now, everyone, there was, you know, crowds gathering around watching mm. his uh, amazing feats here. And he wanted to, uh, I guess, see whether people trusted him. And so he asked for volunteers. What about you, uh, Carmelina? Would you, having watched him go backwards and forwards and do all these interesting things, would you uh, be interested in um, in um, jumping in there? You know, I would. I would consider it because you know he's done it a number of times. So I, I wouldn't have any issues with him carrying me or putting me in a wheelbarrow. But I would also worry that I would make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wouldn't know if he would be able to save me <laughs> if if I fell in or if I caused him to lose balance. But no, I think I think I would have a very um I would have a very hard time because it's, you know, it's your life in the line here, not not just uh <laughs> Not just a walk. <laughs> It'd be a bit tricky. Yes. Um, if you just reload that timer, we've got a problem with one of our timers here this mm. morning in the studio, but if you reload uh, the first timer, that should fix itself. Yeah, um, sure. So, yeah, I don't know that I would have wanted to get in, but mm. but nevertheless, he asked for volunteers, and understandably, nobody actually mm. volunteered to get in this wheelbarrow, not at that point in time. Mm. So uh, what's the point of this story? You know, everybody, he actually asked the question to people, but, you know, do you believe I can do yeah. this? I can take a person? And, of course, they said, yeah, of course we believe because we've seen you do all these amazing things. Mm. But no one was prepared to get in. Not until later um, in 1859, August 1859, his manager mm. actually went across on his back, I believe. Uh, he carried him across. But at that time, no one was prepared to get in. And I think this is a fantastic illustration of what faith really means. Mm. Um, you know, we can believe, we can say we believe, we can say that we truly trust somebody, but when the rubber hits the road, so to speak, mm. are we prepared to put that belief or that trust into action by acting on it? Yeah. By actually going ahead and acting on it. and. Before we go to the break, I just wanted to read this text. This is one of my favorite texts in the Bible. It's mm. from Ephesians 2, verse 8. And we'll come back to this later in the program. Mm. Um, this is from uh, the New International Version I'm reading right now. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Mm. I want to really unpack this word faith. What does it really mean to be mm. saved through faith? Absolutely. And before we go to break, I just want to share that Margie texted in saying that man must have had very sticky feet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you you yes. know what? I've, I agree. Mm. There mm. must have been a secret. But yes, we will be touching on the concept of faith. And I'm really looking forward to unpacking this verse with you, Jason. And before we go to the break as well, we have our listener question. So please text in and let us know what is faith to you? And what does it look like? Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is Walk in Walk in It With Me by Kate Garinger. <laughs> 
me, Jesus, I need you to do a work I couldn't do. Take this heart of stone, make it flesh and make it light. Let me see with your eyes, you love perfectly. Jesus, please be love in me. My ears hear you say, this is the way. Walk in it with me. Walk in it with me. Holy Spirit, please abide in my heart and be my guide. Temptations rise, bring the victory. Spirit, won't you live in me? With us, my redeemer, I will go. March around the walls until they fall. The King of Kings. Is right where he belongs on the throne of my heart. Father, please refine me till I'm in the center of Your will, resembling the sun. I am melted by Your love. The more I read, the more I trust everything You do. Father, I am.
You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with Jason Cook on the topic of what is faith. Before the break, we had a listener question. What is faith to you, and what does it look like? Text us in on 0488880891. It is a live program, and we would love to hear from you. Now, Jason, before the break, we were talking about what faith is in the context of the Christian journey. Hmm. I believe you have a definition for us. Well, it's not my definition. It's actually a definition from the Oxford Dictionary that it says, faith is a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Mm. And I think that's reasonable. Yeah. But I want to put forward a hypothesis Mm. that it's actually a little bit more than this. And I know... Carmelina, that mm. you're a scientist. Yes, you've that studied is my science, training. and uh, <laughs> you have done research, and so mm. you understand um, this sort of thing that I'm going to talk about. And mm. I've got a formula. Yes. Now, for all you scientists listening, <laughs> if you're a bit of a scientist, or if you studied maths yeah, or mathematics, you'll love this formula. I hope. <laughs> and this is my hypothesis: that faith is belief times trust times action. Mm. Now, this is just for the purposes of discussion, really, so don't uh, mm. don't hold me to this, but this is uh, my working hypothesis, and we're going to have a look and see whether this, uh, I guess, holds up from a biblical perspective. It's funny bringing forward an equation um, because it's, it gives you the idea that it can be measured, um, but... <laughs> I guess um, you know uh, it's it's a, it's a great um, illustration because it has um, multiplication. So if one of them equals zero, the whole thing equals zero. That's so. that's the point. That's yeah. why I put the multiply sign there, not not a plus sign. Because yes. if uh, if you multiply um, belief, let's say you've got a lot of belief but you have mm. no trust then your faith is zero. Or if you've got belief and trust but no action, then your faith is zero. Mm. And so that's why I wanted that multiply sign in there. So belief multiplied by trust multiplied by action. Carmelia, do you know that uh, sometimes I ride a motorcycle? I am aware of this, yes. (laughs) And uh, I quite enjoy riding a motorcycle sometimes. Mm. I don't ride it all the time. In Tasmania, the weather... I don't like riding the, the motorcycle in wet weather. Let's put it that way. But uh, when the weather's nice, whether it's warm, mm. uh, it's a great thing I enjoy doing. And I want to demonstrate again this little point. It's similar to the story this morning that um, my wife has faith in me when mm. it comes to riding motorcycles. Now, I know that many women in particular hate their husbands riding motorcycles. because (laughs) of the risk. And I know Mm. that uh, motorcycles can be dangerous and uh, because you have no protection if you have an accident. Mm. But um, for me, I actually really appreciate that my wife has faith in me when Mm. it comes to riding my motorcycle. I try to do my best to ride safely. Um, She quite enjoys uh, getting on the back and Mm. riding with me. And sometimes we go on little adventures Mm. on the motorcycle. If we travel somewhere, sometimes I'll hire a motorcycle and we'll go uh, driving up into the mountains or what have you. And we really enjoy that together. But I'm uh, proposing that my wife is genuinely demonstrating her faith by getting on the back of the motorcycle. She has to believe that I'm going, uh, that I'm able and will ride hmm. safely. 
She has to trust completely that I am able and will ride safely. Mm. And she actually demonstrates that by getting on the back and uh, not just letting me go off on my own. <laughs> and uh, she enjoys uh, to, to ride on the back as well. Um, I just quickly wanted to have a look at um, the definitions of belief and trust as well. Mm. Um do you want to read those? I think these are probably from the Oxford Dictionary as well. Yeah, sure thing. Belief. Noun. An acceptance that something exists or is true, especially one without proof. Um, and they have a little dot points with this. So one says, something one accepts as true or real, a firmly held opinion, and a religious conviction. The second one there is trust, also a noun. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. Mm. So, do you trust me hosting the radio today, Jason? I do, Carmelina, <laughs> and the reason is that I know that uh, I've trained you. <laughs> that is <laughs> and, true. <laughs> and I've seen it, I've witnessed it, and yep. uh, I know that you're capable and uh, oh, you've done, been you. doing a great job. Well, that's all I needed. <laughs> um, so, not only do I say that I trust you, but I have faith in you. Oh. Oh, wow. Because you are doing it. So. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> so I thought we would um, go back and have a look at a few biblical examples. Mm. And, of course, one of the famous chapters in the Bible that I think you would probably call the faith chapter mm. is Hebrews chapter 11. And we will come back to another verse in this. But can you read Hebrews 11, verse 7 and 8? Sure thing. This is reading from the New Living Translation. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By this faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him in his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. That's to eight. Did you want me to yeah, continue? Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yep. That's, that's fine. You know, because what I wanted to just emphasize here or look at very carefully is that it was by faith that Noah built an ark. He didn't just talk about it. He mm. took up his tools and he built this boat. Now, mm. that would have required tremendous faith because in, in, in that time, we're not aware of um, there being any massive seas or, or floods or even rain necessarily. And so um, he built this boat, and it says in, in that verse as well that he obeyed God, mm. and in his obedience he acted. And, of course, when it says there, by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, I think what it, what it meant there is that he, he shared that message that God had given, mm. given him of um, trying to reach those people to say, hey, you need to change your ways. If not, mm. God's going to destroy this place. And so he also not only took up his tools and built the ark, he also told people about this as well. There's, I think, some important principles there. Mm. And in Abraham's case, he had to leave home mm. without even knowing where he was going. Now, Carmelina, I know mm. in your life um, you've had a few points where 
you've not quite been quite sure where to go. Oh, Do you always. want to share a couple of things? <laughs> I, I, I live life um, winging it most of the time. But yes, um, so back when I was at university, I was doing a degree in health sciences and I didn't... Um, well, I had chosen some pretty strange electives and I realised that when I would graduate, I didn't have a clear avenue of where I was going to go. I didn't have a clear avenue of which job I would get. And I kind of panicked a little bit because I noticed um, I wasn't sure what I was doing. Mm. <laughs> and um, I was I was a young person when I went to university. I didn't know what, what I was doing. So I just kind of went to the first degree that was there, which was health sciences. So I was in my third year and I had a, one semester to go and I decided I need to make a decision here because I could either finish and not have any real job afterwards or I could make a decision and do something else or transfer and that's what I did. So I actually did something I thought was strange at the time but it was the only thing I had which was I made a little jar and I wrote out four options and put them in the jar and every morning and every night I prayed over it and every morning I took one out and I tallied it. And by doing that, I, I would pray and I would say, God, please make it obvious. And that's how I came to the conclusion to go and do laboratory science. And our laboratory medicine is what I graduated in a few years later. Mm. And that was difficult because I was putting complete faith into God to decide my fate, I guess you could say. And um, that was terrifying because I, I don't usually do that, but I couldn't see any other way to do it. Mm. And um, that's that's how I, I chose my, my, um, my career. <laughs> uncertainty about the future is often very scary. Yes. And, uh, you know, Abraham here really had to put his faith in God when he was asked to leave home without even knowing mm. where he was going. Yes. And, of course, there are many other examples uh, of Abraham and, and others in the future who, who followed in similar footsteps. Absolutely. I know we need to go to a break. I've got another mm. little story uh, to come back to after yeah. the break. No worries. Before we go to the break, just to remind you all of our listener question, what is faith to you and what does it look like? This is a live program and we would love to hear from you. Text us in on 04 for double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We also have our free book offer coming up, which is Failure is Not Final, The Art of Stepping Out in Faith. And that will be um, described to you after the break. Right now, this is Faith to be Strong by Andrew Peterson. Give us faith to be strong, Father, we are so weak. Our bodies are fragile and weary. And as we stagger and stumble to walk where you lead, give us faith to be strong. Give us faith to be strong, give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on, make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. Peace when we're torn, mend 
us up when we break This flesh can be wounded and shaking When there's much too much trouble for one heart to take Give us peace when we're torn Give us faith to be strong Give us strength to be faithful This life is not long, but it's hard Give us grace to go on Make us willing and able Lord, give us faith to be strong Father, we cannot see how the sorrow we feel can bring freedom. And as hard as we try, Lord, it's hard to believe. So give us hearts to find hope. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long, but This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We have Jason Cook with us on the series Connecting the Dots. And Jason has been talking about the topic, What is Faith? Now, Jason, we have been talking about real-life examples from myself and you who are where we have experienced faith. And I believe we have an example also from the Old Testament that encapsulates faith pretty well. Yes. Um, Now, I did share this in a bit more detail, this story, in the very first three episodes of Connecting the Dots Mm. um, early this year. I think it was in uh, January or February this year. So if you want to go back and have a listen to those, you can, Mm. where I was sharing um, my journey with cancer. And this story had a big impact on me. And so I'm not going to read it all now, but just a very quick summary. Jehoshaphat... um, was the leader of um, the tribe of Judah, I think, over in uh, in the Old Testament. And they were small in number, and there were three armies that decided to march against Jehoshaphat mm. and uh, and the people of, uh, of Judah. And this was a, an unwinnable battle for them. And so through much prayer one of their people received a message from God and he revealed that to the people. He said, and it wasn't Jehoshaphat who uh, who revealed this, he was 
the leader at the time, but um, but it, this message came through someone else. The message was, don't worry. The battle's not yours, it's mine, says God. And we want you to go out and see what God will do. And so the point here is that the the instruction was, don't fear, leave it to God, but you must walk out onto the battlefield. Now, that would be pretty scary if you've got a tiny little army <laughs> and you were walking out to face three big armies mm. where you know that physically you just had no chance of winning that. But uh, the promise was that God would deal with it and uh, the battle is not yours, it's mine, says mm. God. And they did it. They went out and not only that, Jehoshaphat instructed them to sing and he sent the musicians out first. And I think that's a fascinating thing, <laughs> that he didn't send out the strong military people first. He sang out the sing. He went he instructed the singers to go out first and they were singing give thanks to the lord his faithful love endures forever <laughs> and the very moment they began to sing god made these three armies to attack each other <laughs> and so they did have to act you know they mm. they didn't just sit back in their camp and and wait for god mm. god actually asked them to go and they did. They trusted in God. They stepped out in faith and they went and uh, saw the results of their faith um, when God actually enabled them not to have to even pick up one sword mm. or fight at all. So, wow. I think that's a fascinating story and it's a real demonstration of their faith at that time. It's a good reminder of the battle is the Lord's. Like, That's right. We just have to do our part. Yeah. But, um, and sometimes yeah, that means taking, do the rest. <laughs> taking a step, not, yes. not just sitting and waiting, but taking mm. a step. Now, I wanted to just address the question. So what does it look like? How do we act or walk in faith? How do mm. we deal with some of those big decisions that are really difficult for us to make? Because, you know, sometimes things aren't perfectly clear. No. You know, it's not always perfectly clear which way we should take and uh, there's lots of verses that uh, we're going to read there's a few verses that we'll read here we may not read them all I've got lots here mm. but would you like to just read a few of these and we'll have a bit of a discussion about them <clears throat> absolutely it's not me when you're ready so the first one we have is Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6, six sorry Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And I love the fact that when you shared your story that you said you prayed about it each yes. morning. And so that's the first thing. Seek mm. his will. Pray Seek about it. Absolutely. It was a very uh, scary time um, to do that. But, mm. yes, no, I, had, I knew if, it, if he wasn't involved, I wouldn't do it. Mm. Um, yeah. And our next one we have here is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Mm. It's interesting, yes. isn't it? We sometimes <clears> think <throat> that we're in control, <laughs> but sometimes we're not in control. No. And, and sometimes we encounter some experiences in life that make us really realize that we're not in control. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's often at those moments that we turn to God. Mm. And I think we should turn to God every day, yes. in every moment, but sometimes we try to do it on our own and mm. uh, we discover that yeah maybe we're not so in control i think sometimes it's those moments where god kind of reminds us hello 
um, stop trying to take control. This mm. isn't this isn't your avenue. It's mine. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Yes, trust me. <laughs> Remember, I'm here. I'm mm. the one who's got your future plan. Don't and worry. This next one's great too because mm. sometimes we can be confused. Sometimes we can be feel really uncertain about how things are going. So let's mm. read this next one in Proverbs. Yeah. 20 verse 24? Yeah. All right. The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? So I think that's really saying, hey, look, take the burden off yourself to fully understand where things are going. Uh, Instead, put your trust in God. He will lead the way. He's promised that. And uh, Psalm 25, 4 uh, is another one of these. Yes, that says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Mm. And uh, we might as well read. We've got time, I think, to read yeah, the next absolutely. few as well. So we have Psalms chapter 25, uh, verse 12. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. Mm, and interesting. Then, yes. And then we have Psalms 32, verse 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Mm. So Mm. all of these things are are talking about how God has an input. He has our best interests at heart. He has uh, a good plan for our lives. And sometimes we don't see that. Mm. Sometimes we're not sure which way to take. But if we pray about it, if we earnestly seek his will... um, we can ask him to show us which mm. way to go and we can actually then take a step of faith. And I really do believe that sometimes when we're facing that level of uncertainty, that is a real demonstration when we move forward anyway, where we don't just get stuck and decide, you know, I'm not going to do anything because I'm not sure which way to go. Mm, you know, absolutely. Sometimes I think we need to put our faith in God and say, okay, God, I'm not sure if this is the right way to go. I've sought your will. I'm going to take a step. If it's not the right way, show me. Mm. Show me the right way. If if yes. if I've made the wrong decision, God, please make it clear to me and uh, and yeah. uh, tell me the right way. I, I love this next verse that I've got here mm. uh, in Second Corinthians five verse seven. Yes, and it says, "For we walk by faith, not by sight." Mm. So mm. this is you know saying to us. We can't always see the future. Yes. We can't always see. But if we trust in God, if we trust that he has our best interests at heart, that he has good plans for us, Mm. then we can walk by faith. Now, just before we get on to our break, I wanted to ask the question, where does faith come from? Mm. Because... If faith is of ourselves, if it's, you know, something that we have to do and we have to develop, that verse in Ephesians chapter 2 that we read Mm. earlier that says it is by grace through faith that you are saved. Mm. Well, if faith is something that we have to do and that we have to develop and we have to um, create ourselves, Mm. isn't that just another form of works? Yeah. You know, we don't we don't say in our in our uh, Christian belief in the in the study of the Bible that we're saved by works. We mm. say we're saved by faith. And if faith is really something that we have to do and we have to create in ourselves, then 
in my opinion, that's basically another way of saying that we're saved by works. Yeah, so, it takes away God's element in there that, yeah. you know, he's the one in charge. He's yeah. the one showing us that mm. the faith is coming from him. So I do want to get into this and we'll, we'll discover, we'll get into it just after the break. But mm. where does faith come from? <clears throat> And uh, let's answer that after the break. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go to the break, we do have our book offer, Failure is Not Final, The Art of Stepping Out in Faith by Roger Hernandez. Failure is Not Final is written to get you past your failures to the success that is often found just one step beyond. The difference between successful achieving people and average people is their perception of and response to failure. Hernandez states, just because you have failed does not mean you are a failure. Failure can teach you, but it does not have to define you. Failure is not final is a useful guide that will help men and women move beyond their mistakes and to fulfill their potential and achieve success. Stick around for the code after the break, but right now we have Faithful by Brooke Fraser. There's distance in the air And I cannot make it leave I wave my arms round about me And blow with all my might I cannot sense you close Though I know you're always here But the comfort of you near Is what I long When I can't feel you, I have learned to reach out just the same When I can't hear you, I know you still hear every word I pray And I want you more than I want to live another day And as I
You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing up our program with Jason Cook on the topic of what is faith. Before the break, we did talk about our giveaway, which is Failure is Not Final, The Art of Stepping Out in Faith by Roger Hernandez. The code to claim that free giveaway, that free, I think it's a devotional, um, today is CONNECT32. CONNECT32, no spaces, um, C-O-N-N-E-C-T and the number 32. Text that in to 0488880891 so you can claim your free copy today. That is CONNECT32, C-O-N-N-E-C-T and the number 32, no spaces. Text that in to 0488880891. So Jason, we've been talking about faith. And um, this one verse in Isaiah actually came to my mind, and it's one of my favorites. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to quickly share mm. it. And it says, uh, it's Isaiah 42, verses 16. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make their rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Mm, it's a beautiful verse. <clears throat> yeah, it just reminded me of um, of faith, you know, yeah. and what we're talking about today. And sometimes I think we can feel like we're blind because we can't see the future. Mm. Only God really knows the future. And uh, <coughs> we have to make uh, choices so often about things that are difficult and yes. uh, we, we really don't know which way to go. Mm. Um, I wanted to just uh, finish off before we wrap up today mm. with where does faith come from? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really understand this properly because if faith comes from ourselves, mm. then to me it's just another act of works. Yes. And I don't think that's what we, you know, what the Bible teaches us. So let's have a look at a few verses. We've got Romans 12, verse 3. What does it say there? It says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Yeah, so it's this last sentence here, or the last part of this sentence that says, as God has dealt or given to each one a measure of faith. This means God gives us faith in the Mm. beginning. It's not of our own doing. God, I think, builds into each person a measure of faith. Now, Mm -hmm. to some, perhaps he gives much, you know, like the talents. We've got the parable of the talents. Mm -hmm. Perhaps to some he gives one measure. To others he gives two measures, and to others he gives five measures. Mm. But... Ultimately, it comes from God, Mm. and it's not of our own doing that we have that faith. Mm. Um, There's another passage in Romans 10, verse 17. Yes, and it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I love the way the message puts this verse. Uh, It says, Before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. (laughs) So I love that. Yeah. Um, So really, we also need to learn about what God's word is. Mm. You know, so as we read the scriptures, God gives us the blessing of faith as well. Mm. Now, I want to finish off with this story, and uh, it's found in Mark chapter 9. There was a man who brought his son to be healed, and mm. uh, he'd, he'd come into contact with the disciples before he met Jesus. And he brought his son to heal them, uh, to heal him. He'd been possessed by an evil spirit, mm. 
And unfortunately, the disciples tried to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Mm. And uh, Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? This sounds like a harsh statement. <laughs> um, there's another translation that puts it in slightly different words that I think is is much uh, better. But anyway, how must how long must I be with you? How long <laughs> must I put up with you? Uh, bring the boy to me. Mm. And so they brought the boy to Jesus. And uh, when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground writhing mm. and foaming at the mouth. Mm. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. And he replied, since he was a little boy. Mm. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Mm. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. <laughs> what do you mean, if I can? Jesus asks. Anything is possible if a person believes. Mm. Now, this man had already, I guess, shown a little bit of faith because he'd already brought the boy to Jesus to be healed. Um, The father cried out in this response that Jesus said, anything is possible if a person believes. The father cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Mm. I love that phrase because, you know, it so much demonstrates us, I Mm. think. We do have a belief. You know, here we are on Faith FM. We, (laughs) We believe in God. But how do we really grasp that belief so it becomes so entrenched in us that it's an unshakable belief? Yes. And this man, you know, he, he did believe, but he was recognizing that he needed more. He needed more faith. Mm. And uh, it says when Jesus saw the crowd, um, he spoke to the, the spirit and, of course, he uh, he cast the spirit out. Mm. Um, so... The, the the question uh, the the question that I wanted to answer in this passage is mm. well how do I increase my faith if if faith is a measure given to us mm. can we do anything to increase that or mm. are we just stuck with that level well number one yeah. we can read the word yes I think that's the first message we got from the mm. second Romans passage we can read the word but secondly. We can pray and ask God to give us more faith, like this man. Mm. Um, help my unbelief. Now, I think um, in verse one of that Hebrews chapter, uh, it's a great, um, I guess, definition of faith. It's a biblical definition that says faith shows. Mm. This is Hebrews eleven verse one. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Mm. Now. Evidence, you know. I'm a sign. I'm a you know an engineer and a scientist at nature. You are too. Yes. We like to see evidence, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. <laughs> and I think the evidence that we look for is a change of life. You know, mm. I think when we have faith, when we have genuine faith, we experience less stress mm. and more hope, more joy, less anxiety, more peace, mm. less fear, more joy, mm. less confusion, and more clarity. And perhaps, you know, we feel a greater sense of purpose. And sometimes I think it gives us the ability to and the courage to take a risk when we can't see the future so clearly. Uh, The rest of that passage that we began with, Ephesians chapter 2, I'd like to read the rest of that now. It says, Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. 
Um, so none of us can boast about it, for mm. we are God's masterpiece. Absolutely. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. Mm. So I really believe that faith is a combination of belief, of trust, of a genuine trust, and then a preparedness to put into action those beliefs um, and and demonstrate who it is that we trust. And, uh, mm. and yeah, takeaway points today, I think, faith is given to us from God. It's not mm. of our own doing. It's increased by reading God's word and by exercising, you know, by stepping out, mm. by making the decision to move forward. And, uh, and I think faith is fully demonstrated when we act upon those beliefs and upon what we've learnt in Scripture. Mm, absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have today. Um, thank you for presenting with us today, um, Jason. Join us on Monday with Afi and yes. uh, next week with Tamika Spaulding. Absolutely. Have a great day, everyone. This is uh, My Faith Has Found a Resting Place by Mark Miller. Place, not in device or creed. I trust the ever-living one. His wounds for me shall bleed. I need no Precious blood he shed For me his life he gave